Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Because someone has to say it, and no one does it better than Inez Says. Hey there, I welcome you back to the Inez Says Podcast. I am Scott Inez. Thanks so much for being here today. You can find the podcast all over the place. Spotify, Apple Podcast. You can also find it right there on the front page of the WDBO app on demand for free. And join me on the radio every single weekday morning. Orlando's Morning News with Scott Inez, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. Be sure to stream us right there in the WDBO app. Okay, I want to talk about a rather interesting contrast on Monday of this week on one of the most solemn, serious, and sad days on the American calendar. That is 9-11. It was the 22nd anniversary of the Islamic terrorist attacks on America this past Monday. So at the ceremony at Ground Zero in New York City on Monday, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis appeared with more than a dozen people who lost family members on September 11, 2001. That particular group that he was with, it represents other 9-11 families who accused Saudi Arabia's government of involvement in the attacks. They led the governor and his wife, Casey, to that ceremony where the couple sort of stood in the back of the crowd while speakers read the names of each victim. I thought it was interesting because you had New York City Mayor Eric Adams and the vice president, Kamala Harris. You had former Mayor Bloomberg there in one group. And there's DeSantis and Casey just sort of hanging out with the common folk in the back. So anyway, here's the governor on spending the morning at Ground Zero in New York City on Fox News on Monday night. My wife and I got invited by some of the 9-11 families who we've gotten to know. And so we went. I wasn't in like the VIP section with these politicians. I was walking around the site with the families. We would go to where their family members' uh, names were. And it was really emotional because they're telling stories. And the way they've done it is someone that passed away, the names of people that knew each other close by. So they're telling telling stories about maybe their father's friends or husband's friends. Uh, and so my wife and I were really touched by it and we are committed. Uh, and, and I also think back to 9-11, that, that inspired me to join the military. I mean, my whole life changed as a result of that, serving in Iraq, serving in the Navy, and ending up getting involved in public service. And so my wife and I uh, were really touched by it. And I've said as president, you know, uh, they've been promised uh, the documents on the Saudi involvement. They've been promised a lot of yeah. things over the year. We got to deliver for these 9-11 families, and I will do that. Okay, so there's Governor Ron DeSantis on Fox News on Monday night. Here's the contrast, all right? You have the governor in New York City at Ground Zero on Monday. And then you have the esteemed president of the United States in Anchorage, Alaska on Monday afternoon. No, Joe Biden was not in New York City. He was not in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. He was not at the Pentagon. No, no, Joe Biden was in Alaska in an, oh, by the way, fuel stop salute to the nearly 3,000 people who lost their lives on that day, 9-11, 2001. 
I got to tell you, this is so typical. It's so typical of this president. It is typical of this White House. One of the most solemn days in American history, a day that is still very, very raw to many of us Americans at a time when we are losing more and more of the heroic first responders who ran toward the buildings on that day. And this guy is giving a quick speech in Alaska before going back to Betty Bye on Air Force One on his way back to D.C. Can we call this like it is here, please? I don't care whether you are apolitical, whether you are a Democrat, a Republican, an independent, an alien from out of space. This guy is out to lunch. Can you imagine, folks, can you imagine what the corporate media would be saying about him if he were a Republican president? My goodness gracious. If this were Donald Trump, who was failing, obviously failing in front of our eyes, there would be nonstop breaking news on CNN and MSNBC. Oh, Donald Trump tripped over a sandbag today. Trump stumbled on his way back to Air Force One today. I mean, it would go on and on and on. Joe Biden is at least 75 cents short of a buck right now. And that may be generous. This guy is not right. He is feeling all of his 80 years right now. And it's obvious to everybody, everybody, apparently, but the American press corps. So anyway, Joe Biden landed in Alaska around two o'clock on Monday afternoon after his trip to the G20 in India and then a quick trek to Vietnam where he held another bizarro news conference in which he announced he just wanted to go to bed. And Biden, keep in mind on what is a very serious and solemn day, started his speech by talking about the Alaska governor. Go. Governor Don Levy, it's good to see you. Governor and I have something in common. We're both from Scranton, Pennsylvania. <laughs> I wish I had him playing in my high school ball club that I was playing, but I would have, could have been an All-American having you in front of me. It's just painful. It's painful listening to the dude. He's joking around, too, about being an All-American on a day when nearly 3,000 people lost their lives and this nation was rocked to its core. And this guy's talking smack about being an All-American, having the Alaska governor block for him. Like, what in the world is he talking about? And again, despite what your politics are, it's gotten to the point where this is flat out embarrassing. Joe Biden's current state is embarrassing, embarrassing for himself, embarrassing for his family, embarrassing for the entire country. And can you imagine the world leaders that he met with in India looking at him going, this is the freaking leader of the free world? And yet they keep propping this guy up. It's real life weekend at Bernie's. And it's gotten to the point where it's just sad. It really is. Where's his wife, by the way? Where's Dr. Jill Biden? Shouldn't she have the decency and the love for her husband to just say, you know what? No mas. It's time to throw in the white towel. She sees her husband on a daily basis, struggling each and every day. The man is feeling all of his 80 years right now, and she says nothing and does nothing. And they're going to send this guy on a worldwide trip in the span of about, oh, four to five days or so? Do they want to kill him? Don't answer that question, by the way. So the question, speaking of questions, the question came up on Fox News on Monday night during the Ingram Angle, hosted by Laura Ingram, who is running the country? It's an interesting question posed to Governor Ron DeSantis on the show. Interesting because, look, Joe Biden is just flat out incompetent and debilitated by his advanced age. Everybody sees it. So DeSantis was asked the question, who's running the country right now? This was his response. I think you have a lot of very left-wing aides and staffers in the White House, and I think you have a, a line to, to people like Valerie Jarrett, uh, Obama. I think they're all um, involved uh, behind the scenes pushing him 
in a very left-wing direction. Okay, so the governor thinks it's the Obamas and Valerie Jarrett, left-wing staffers. Now, on Tuesday's edition of Orlando's Morning News with Scott Inez on WDBO, I threw out that same question to our listeners, and you had your opinions about who is steering this U.S. ship right now. Why don't we pull some phone records from the White House from the Oval Office or wherever else Biden hides to do what he's supposed to think is work. See what uh, aliases come out with for Obama or some of his older cronies. Joe Biden, of course, straight into the ground. Ellie Jarrett, Barack Obama, and a lot of his former staff are running this country. He wanted a third term, now he's got it. I truly believe that this is Obama's third term as he is the only president, from what I understand, that never left Washington. Scott, is your question who's running the country or who's running the government? Because we, the people, run the country. It was the loudmouth that's been super, super quiet lately. I think it's Pelosi. I think Hillary Clinton is running the country. I think she downloaded the instructions from the Matrix. As usual, we had some very interesting responses on the WDBO open mic on Tuesday morning. Now, if I had to make a guesstimate, yes, it would be the Obamas running the country. It would be the Clintons running the country. It's the chief of staff, Ron Klain, who is probably organizing all this information coming in. And let's not forget about mega Democrat donors who treat Biden like a puppet. George Soros's name comes to mind first. Folks, that's scary. That's downright scary. I don't ever recall this question ever coming up before in our nation's history because you have the very real possibility now that once again, unelected folks are ruling the roost in the United States of America. We're already getting enough of that from these unelected bureaucrats in Washington, D.C. And now who is running the country? I know for sure it's not Joe Biden because this dude does not even know where he is right now. And all he wants to do is go to bed. That's going to do it for the Inez Says podcast. Find me on the radio every single weekday morning. Orlando's Morning News with Scott Inez, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. I'll see you next time. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection. The lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot code SUPER24.